0: now, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello, and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today, we have myself, Mighty Pete, and we're joined by the Scott Schilling. Good afternoon. Good morning to you, I should say, even.
1: Oh, Well, good good day to you, how's that? Yeah, well, yeah let's go for a good day.
0: That, that covers all the time zones. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Scott,
1: who are you, what are you doing, where are you from? Well, I'm in Dallas, Texas, you know, the middle of the country in the US. I am a uh, executive coach, an international trainer, and speaker. And um, more importantly, just a guy that uh, is using the talent and carefriends on the planet.
0: What are your talents then?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I have the ability to stand in front of a group of people, whether that is uh, live. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to do 2,500 live events around the world. Um, Whether it's standing in front of people, whether it is through uh, TV shows, Zoom, um, infomercials, whatever that case is, and deliver a message for their consideration. The reality is I had a desire uh, way back when to do what I could do to serve other people. I had some great modeling from my parents. And um, so I, I, I have the ability to stand in front of one or 50,000 and deliver a message uh, that I believe in, that I am uh, convicted in, and um, that, that I believe will be of service to a number of people in that audience. So, again, even something like we're doing here today is a, a blessing to be able to hopefully provide a nugget or two. I, I talked many times about having high intention, low attachment, high intention of imparting something great for each and every one of you today and a low attachment as to what that is either for you or for me. Uh, again, I want to throw out a bunch of nuggets that somebody says, wow, that's going to make a difference in my life.
0: It's it's a it's a great place to be, right? That you can actually you, I mean, is that sort of almost give and take with the universe? Is it is it that stage where you're, you know, you you're at the giving stage?
1: Yeah, well, it, absolutely. You know, I mean, I think we've all been put on the planet to serve one another. Um, you know, my platform is really to re- return respect, honor, and dignity to the planet. Why? Well, because we we've got free will. And we've done a a pretty massive job uh, collectively of jacking it up, (laughs) you you know, free will. uh, The one thing about it is it's free, Uh, but but at the same time, it should be free. In my opinion, it should be free with consideration to others as well, not just for ourselves.
0: So tell me out of interest, I mean, what does fire in the belly mean to you?
1: Well, again, I think it's it's that I talk about, I, people say, are you a motivational speaker? And I say, absolutely not. I'm an inspirational speaker. And there's a difference. Motivation is an outside in activity. Motivation only lasts as long as the motivator is available to you. Something from the outside that's coming to you to um, actually cause a, a reaction within you inspiration is an inside out activity. It is what drives you when nothing else is there. In other words, why do you wanna do what you wanna do? Well, personally, I've been granted talents and capabilities other people haven't been granted. Now they have talents and capabilities I haven't been granted. So let's think this through. If there's 100% talent and activity uh, you know, available, I have a part of it, you have a part of it, you and I coming together now can serve far more people than either one of us individually. And so fire in the belly really is having a desire to be of service to one another. And as you serve others, you also serve yourself, obviously. I come out of the Ziegler camp here in Dallas. You can have everything in life you want when you help enough other people get what they want. So that's a positioning statement. You know, how do I help other people accomplish what they want to accomplish in life?
0: It's, I mean, do you find that rewarding? Is that is that your place of um, greatest gift or greatest power is actually when you are providing and, and you're speaking to others? Is that is that your, your power
1: play? Well, it, you know, it's always nice to put out um, a good message and things like that. But the real power comes after the fact when people come up to you and say, You just gave me the courage to do XYZ. I never would have done this without hearing what you just said. Or I just realized I'm not the only one who's been through what I've been through. Thank you so much for sharing your challenges. And so by doing that, you've given me the courage to go past my challenges. That's where the real reward comes. And and the reality is, Jim Rohn said it many years ago, you don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you add to the hour. And so when you can add value to other people, it's amazing what can happen.
0: Oh, it does. It, It sort of makes so much sense there that... I mean, is that, is that what comes through maturity, wisdom, experience? Is it that, you know, it's, it's learning?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. You know, the reality is we all go through challenges in our lives. Uh, nobody steps through this thing without a ding here or there. You know, nobody lives their life without it. And, um, you know, I think as you become more mature, that's code word for older. Uh, you know, as, as you go through this, what you start to recognize is how you can take that information and, in fact, um, not only serve yourself with it, but then serve other people with it. And I think that that's, again, where the fire in the belly comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. Take us back a bit, Scott. I mean, talk to us about many, Scott. What were you like as a young fella?
1: Well, I was never mini. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been younger, but I was never small. Um, you know, I, I was very fortunate as I grew up. You know, I played five sports. I think I learned, uh, you know, the team ethic at that point, you know, um, being there as a teammate to other people. And a team is only as good as its weakest link. Right. <laughs> So, you know, being able to go do that, I, I was very blessed to do that. Then I, I was able to play uh, Big Ten football, major college football here in the United States. And I played for one of the legendary coaches, if not the legendary coach of all time, Coach Hayden Fry. And he espoused teamwork and that each part was very important, but it was only a part of the total. And so, um, uh, you know, I think that there was that background going through, went into corporate America, uh, because my dad worked for the same company for 46 years. Well, that's what my dad did. So isn't that what I'm supposed to do? And so I did that for 13 years, 13 and a half, and uh, corporate America changed. The, the, The world changed that in those days too. Um, And so there was a recognition that I had grown some talent and some skills that I could serve people elsewhere. So I went out consulting and got absorbed by a company, became their executive vice president. We grew that, we pioneered that very successfully, went back out again on my own, got absorbed again, back out again, absorbed again. And then I finally, about eighteen years ago, made the um, made the decision that I could serve more people uh, by becoming a a coach and a speaker and a trainer out on my own. And um, it, it's funny every time I've gone out on my own, I've got absorbed by somebody because I've uh, helped them share their messaging and. Um, You know, this is it's why you see the brand Scott Schilling Speaks. 2021 is really about me sharing my messages, not for the ego me, but for the sharing uh, the breadth of the messaging further. And um, as I said, I've done twenty five hundred live events. So the beauty of that is I've shared the stage with every name, you know, you may or may not know my name but you know, people that I know, well, Scott Schilling Speaks is my version of, of your show to share their wisdom with more people as well.
0: Do you think, I mean, talk to me about ego. Is that something
1: that's, how has it evolved over time? Well, yeah, I, you know, I, again, I think uh, ego comes from a, a number of different things. A certain amount of ego is okay, hmm. but if you are, uh, totally led by ego. In my this is my opinion. You know, other people love it the way it is, but I think a certain amount of ego is fine. Recognizing that you've been granted talents and capabilities is is wonderful. We should all be grateful for that. But I think when you when you uh, rely totally on ego, uh, it is um, a person putting themselves up and above and over other people. In the last time I checked, you and I were both created equally, and you've been given a certain set of things that you've been put here to accomplish. I've been given a set of things that I've been here to accomplish. My things are no more important than your things. Your things are no more important than my things in the total construct of everybody being here on the planet.
0: I think I mean it's a great way of looking at it. It is it's, it changes through time and through maturity and all the rest. But tell me what what did what did Scott want to be when he grew up? What was the original plan way back?
1: Well, I thought I was going to play professional football, uh, and um, what I realized as I came through the the highest highest level that I played at is that it really stopped being a game and started being a business, hmm. and. Um, it was a business that you can only last so long in. And so um, I chose to, if I was going to be in business, then go into business and, and just change a business so that it wasn't as physical. Uh, it was more um, mental and spiritual and, and the rest of it all involved in one
0: yeah, it's always, as you said, it's a, it's a physical game and things change, right? You know, it's, it's getting involved. Did you play football all the way through, all through uh, senior school and then
1: into college? Yeah, all the way through uh, uh, even four and a half years um, into um, college. I, I, All my college career, I completely severed my Achilles tendon uh, while I was playing football. And I was told I'd never walk right again. I'd never play sports again. I'd never play football again. And I was actually on the field again in 75 days. Now I'm not going to say that I was at full strength by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but um, I was so upset with myself that, that it happened that I came back and played again. And the, all the people who said, you'll never walk right again. You'll never play again. Well, I, I won 10 racquetball championships after that. I, I played football again. I even had professional tryouts, but I decided, you know, it's time to move on with my life. This was a great season in my life. Now time to go on to business and, and serve more people.
0: Mm. What were you like as a young fellow? I mean, were you, you were sort of big into sports? Were you running into school or running out of
1: school in general? Um, I was a, I, I, was a uh, I will say, good student. Um, I don't know, you know, it's one of the lessons I learned. I don't know that I understood the value at that time as much as, as I did later on. Um, so I was a solid student. I mean, I wasn't the top and I wasn't uh, the bottom, you know, I mean, I was, uh, I, I used it to give myself the springboard to move on and then. I think the reality is you you as you become more mature you learn the importance of knowledge and skill set and things like that mentors people who've been there before you who have cleared the path mm. and that you can model what they've accomplished and take your own twist I mean I've written checks to 19 mentors over my time um I've picked the best of the best in each area because I wanted the knowledge that they had. And my statement to them was, Mm -hmm. give me everything you got and I won't keep it. I'll share it with my students. Um, And so, you know, if I wanted to learn success, I, I got with Jack Canfield, who I believe to be America's success coach. I mean, the best of the best. If I wanted to become a professional speaker, I got with John Childers, who I believed was the, the best speaking trainer that there was, and so on and so on. So if there was an area in life that I wanted to improve in, I sought out who I believed to be the best in that category and learn from them so that I could, in fact, be well-rounded, but then I could serve more people you know, not suggesting that I'm the expert in every category, but at least I have the knowledge to audit the the so-called experts in the category, if that makes sense. Is that your learning style?
0: Do you like to be a or to to be, you know, hearing it? Is is that your your go-to? You know?
1: I'm really I'm really a visual guy and so I love to see people in action demonstrating um, you know, the the skill or the talent, 85% of people are actually visual learners. Um, many don't realize that. And so they, they don't tend to follow that path. But for me, it was one of the things I learned and I learned how I learned. And so, um, although I use all modalities to learn, um, visual is probably the the top one for me. If I could see a speaker, as an example, one day um, somebody said to me, God, you're really good at delivering a message, but you're so plastic. And I was like, I don't think that's a compliment. And, and they, they said, you're so proficient with the words and the movements and the stuff, but we can't feel you. And, I, and that really bothered me because it's certainly not the way I wanted to be. So I found somebody that I believe connects with audiences better than anybody else. And I watched what he did to do that. And I learned the the various things that he did. I heard what he said. I saw what he did. And all of a sudden, I was able to put that into action. And the the comments came back, oh, my God, I could feel what you said from stage, and it hit my heart. That's the difference, you know, is I only want to deliver the messages that people need to hear, um, not for me, for them. And so, again, I, I took the various modalities to learn something that I needed to know to become better going forward. You know, we're, we're all as, we do the best we can with what we know at the time. And we can always do better because we can always learn more.
0: Yeah, it's out of interest. I mean, you you're, with your parents, do you take after each, either one of
1: them in particular or? Well, my dad spoke for a charity for like 37 years without ever getting paid and i could never really understand what he why he did that until i thought about it later on and then my mom when my daughter graduated high school my mom was 85 and she showed up for my daughter's graduation and had a new gold watch and i said mom you know what's with the bling that's not like you to have a gold watch and she said it was a gift from Florida hospitals for 25 years of volunteering. I said, you started when you were 60? And she said, doesn't everyone? And so it was, I saw their volunteerism. I saw their desire to serve other people. I didn't really recognize it at the time. But again, as I became more mature, as I became older, I said, Man, I want to emulate that wherever I can. And so uh, it made a huge impact on me.
0: It's amazing that the as you say, it's it's almost would they have been your earliest mentors in a
1: way, or or was it really through your, oh, absolutely. your, your coach? Well <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think it was, you know, I'm I'm just <laughs> trying to think through that question. I think it was a combination of both, you know. I had I had great respect for my parents and what they were able to accomplish. And I had great respect for my coaches and what they did with with our teams. And I I think I was very fortunate to have uh, a lot of different people to learn from. And I think that that makes a huge difference. Hmm. You know, I, I had choice.
0: I mean, that is quite a privilege in itself, isn't it, really, to have choice?
1: Very much so. And and I don't want to say that that you have to have that to learn. It can be that one single person that that has more belief in you than you have in yourself until you have it in yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it only takes one. It's actually a statement. I think it's going to be a rallying cry that I share a lot in 2021. It only takes one. It only takes one opportunity it only takes one mentor it only takes one situation it only takes one realization to make a difference in your life and and to want to move forward in a way it only takes one thing to give you that fire in your belly right absolutely it's
0: and that's that's the You know, you talk about choice, but I suppose even more so you talk about change and a change, life can change in a blink of an eye. It can, it doesn't have to be a long-term thing. It can change. It can be small, you know. Uh,
1: I got, uh, it only takes one email to change your world. I got an email this morning that a friend found out over the weekend they have lung cancer. And it's the same lung cancer that took her mother in three weeks from her diagnosis. Think of that. Your mother was taken with the same ailment you were just diagnosed with, and your mother only lasted three weeks from her initial diagnosis. You think there's some fear involved? Some shock? Some everything in life just changed? COVID? Who cares? Right. I mean, who cares what's going on elsewhere? Now, again, I'm not saying that flippantly, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying for that person this morning, their life changed. And and because I found out my life changed. It
0: is. It's, it's contrast, it's perspective. It's, it's all those things together, really, isn't it? You know this is the biggest thing in the world until that happens. And then that's the biggest thing in the
1: world until this happens. And, and that's, I I think it, and and that's why I think if we can all return respect, honor, and dignity to each other, you know, we've been through it all at some point, there's somebody on the planet who's been through it all. Mm. And if, and if we can learn through it, that means that we can be through it, you know, go through it all. And, um, I would just encourage the spirit of childlike wonder, of getting back and being inquisitive and being back and going, you know what? The world's okay. You know, it doesn't mean that everything's okay, but we're living at a time where just think of how much good we can do. Yeah, there's a bunch of crud going on. I get it. And the stuff that you're facing in your country is different than what we're facing in our country. But as a world and as world travelers together, we're going through it together. And so if you if you believe in the butterfly effect and the fact that a butterfly can flap its wings across the world and it can be felt and cause change halfway around the world or completely around the world. That means everything you do affects me and everything I do affects you. Well, if, if we know that, shouldn't we do some better things? Shouldn't we, you know, be nicer and kinder and gentler to each other? Shouldn't we be nicer and kinder and gentler to ourselves? Shouldn't we, if the internet doesn't work exactly the way it did yesterday, shouldn't we be understanding and just say, okay, I'm good as opposed to being all upset. Why live in upset? Why not live in good? It's a great reflection. It's a
0: great way to be because it's, life's just a lot smoother.
1: Exactly. I mean, life is about choice. You know, we can choose to get upset. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to get mad. We can choose to, be silly. We can choose whatever we want to choose. You know, um, I'm honored to have the opportunity to speak with you and speak with your audience with simply the recommendation of a mutual friend. I'm honored that my friend would recommend me to you. I'm honored that the friend would recommend you to me. Uh, If there's some technical issues, Who am I to get all uppity about some technical issues? You didn't cause them. You don't want them. Why not be understanding and just say, let's look at the bigger picture here. Together, we've got an opportunity to share some messages with people that will truly positively impact their lives. Now, people could take this message and and somehow turn it, into a negative experience. That's their choice. I don't agree with it, but I'm not living their life. They are. My choice is to do everything I can to share from a place of authenticity, from my heart, from learning what I've learned because I've been on the planet longer than some other people. What what makes me an expert What makes me an expert is I've lived what I've lived. But what makes you an expert? You've lived what you've lived. You are an expert. I am an expert. Seven and a half billion people on this planet are all experts because they have lived something different than we have. And if if you look at it that way, your life's a whole lot better, I think.
0: Makes it does make such a difference, you know. It's it's. I suppose the way you approach things. It's it's. You know. It's it's a big a big key. Out of curiosity, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, would you classify yourself as religious or spiritual, or where do you sit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> I've lived through a near death experience, so um, I don't claim to be here on my own accord. <laughs> I I know for a fact that a higher power. Uh, has said you're not done yet you've got you've got other things to do you've got um, you've got people that you can serve Uh, you quite frankly need to serve yourself more Uh, what I found out is sometimes we have a desire to serve the greater good and save the world and what you find out is the world is pretty heavy and and One person does not the world save, uh, but one person banding together with another and another and another now can save the world. And so um, I think we're at a time spiritually. I mean, I know all things work together for my good. I know they do. Now, I did not say all things were easy. I did not say all things are good. What I said is all things work together for my good. And so that means that the less than good things have been put as a possibility for me to learn so that I can positively impact my own life, but also the life of others.
0: (laughs) Is that? I mean, would you describe yourself as having a calling or a purpose now? I mean, where do you sit? Yeah, I've
1: had a, I've had a purpose my entire life now. Whether I've recognized it and acted on it mm. is a different story. I, I think I've been, I think I've been pretty good for for a long time. Um, I, you know, I think that I've always felt called or that i had a a larger purpose but i think what you start to realize is time is short i just said i got a i got a text this morning that a friend has lung cancer the same type that took her mother in three weeks from the original diagnosis if you had three weeks to live what would you do differently I mean, all of a sudden, I had a new realization this morning. And I made a call to somebody immediately and I said, I need to get more messages out. We need to get on that now. That was one of my responses to that. So everybody's got a purpose. It, everybody's here to interact and intertwine with everybody else. The question is have they recognized their purpose? And are they acting on it consistently? We've all been put here with a purpose. There are no accidents. What's going on in the world right now is not an accident. I believe God, higher power, higher source, has put everybody in a timeout and said, you know, you need to get your stuff together. You guys are really trashing my world. You know, now you've got free will. So a lot of the stuff you're doing is because of that. But at the same time, do you, do you think you could do and make some better choices? I mean, I think each and every one of us could say we could make better choices on a daily basis. I'm curious
0: with that, you know, you're saying with that, that news really you received, and that's triggered action. Is what what is it about it that actually you know, triggers it? Why you know is it is it sort of efficiency of time, is it is it realignment of values, or what does the news of one have an impact, you know, how does it change things for yourself?
1: I think that's an you know it's an excellent question. I think the the reality is that we're all far more fragile than we tend to think. Uh, but we're all far more powerful than we think, too. And I, I think that it, it becomes where are you in life? You know, at one time in my career, I knew it all. I could do it all. I was I was it. Until you weren't, you know, and and, um, unfortunately, sometimes it takes a major incident to slap you across the forehead and go, come on, chucklehead. You know, you're not, uh, you know, you're not bulletproof and you're not um, immune to things. So if you truly want to live out your purpose and you want to do the things you want to do, you might want to examine a few things and, and take some different actions. See, we're all people think that we're um, only given a couple immediate emotions when we hear something, and that's fight or flight. You know, fight, I put up your dukes, so I'm going to take you on, or flight, I'm going to get the heck out of here, I'm running like crazy. But we've actually been given three emotions or three actions, fight, flight and freeze. And freeze is actually the most devastating because freeze basically says, I'm going to stay put. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to take any actions. And without action, there's no ability to gain feedback. Now, most of the time when we take actions, it's actually the wrong action. But the only way to know that it's the wrong action is to take an action. And then we get the feedback and then we can correct the action. I think the reality is I've learned that freeze is the most hazardous of the three. And so personally, I've made the decision I'm going to be a massive action taker, even if the action is incorrect at the moment. There's never a time where I purposely take an incorrect action. Now, does that mean I don't take incorrect actions? Oh, no, I take a lot of them. But I don't think they're the wrong one at the time. I don't do that. But I learn that they're incorrect after I've taken them. And then I correct. And I think that's, again, where we are in the world right now. I think there's been a lot of incorrect actions taken. The question is, are people looking at the feedback to take better actions going forward. That's how you make positive change. It is, it's that, it's
0: that alignment, does not it really to, I mean, are you, are you good at assessing yourself or does it take an outside source to do that for you? I think
1: I'm okay at assessing myself.
0: Hmm.
1: I think at like at, at any, um, anybody who strives to be their best will have a coach or a mentor or somebody that can look from the outside and see the blind spots that you don't see yourself. And while I may be okay at it, I, I respect and I honor friends who call me on things. I had a friend on Friday, I think. She said, you know, gosh, you're so good at so many things. And I really respect you for that. But this is one thing I think you really have a blind spot at. And I said, Isn't it amazing? Somebody else has said the same thing, and I agree with you. And I am now in the process of taking actions to improve that area of my life. And I appreciate you sharing that with me. I think we have to not, we have to become unoffendable. I think we've, we've created this world of being offended by everything. Oh, my God, you have hair. I'm offended. Oh, my God, you don't have hair. I'm offended. Oh, you've got, you know, money. I'm offended. Oh, you don't have money. I'm offended. You know, it's like, get over it. Let's learn to be unoffendable. You know, let's learn to try to understand each other. And more importantly than understand, because many times we can't understand, let's learn to appreciate others and their situation. We can always appreciate from our position, somebody else's position. 100% of the time we can appreciate because there's a natural comparison. We cannot always understand because we have not walked a mile in their shoes We have not lived through what they have lived through. We have not experienced what they've experienced. That's where understanding would come in. But because we haven't done that, it's not really truthful to say, I understand. Because you really can't. But you can always appreciate what they've been through. I can appreciate what it's like to live somewhere else. I can appreciate your stance on this because you have earned the right to believe what you believe because of what you've experienced just the same way that I have deserved and earned the right to believe what I believe because of my experiences. If we would take down the, the Dukes, you know, put your hands down and say, I would love to learn more about you. So that I can appreciate your experiences. And I would hope that you would do the same with me. Just think of what we could do. Whew. That was a, there was a message right there, man. It just, I just got a zap from above. That was a message that was supposed to be shared here today. Whew. Mm, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
0: It's great. I love, I mean, it's, it's that side. I mean, would is there any gap between who you truly are and, you know, your true self and who you are? Is there a gap or is it one
1: and the same? I think it would be arrogant to say there's not a gap. I think we have a picture and a a desire of who we want to be. And I think most people strive to at the same time, I think virtually anybody can look from the outside and say, dude, I know you think you're X, Y, Z, but you are ABC. <laughs> you know, I think it would be arrogant to say that we don't have gaps. Um, but again, I think other people, I think people would say, gosh, what do we have to look forward to if we don't have gaps? You know, what do we have to improve into? You know, I mean, I, I, I think this is a, I, I think you're doing a phenomenal job of asking the right questions to get the right answers here today for so many people, me included. I think this is really a um, a thought provoking conversation we're having here, you know, of what does it take coming into a new year, especially, you know, people talk about their New Year's resolutions and all their stuff. It, it, hell, you've already broken them. It's the fourth, <laughs> <laughs> you know, stop sitting there and going, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat better. Yeah, right. As you take that next cookie, you know. Take your next scone, right? Um, the The fact is, uh, uh, this is fun. I'm having a great time here. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for being
0: present. <laughs> oh, so Tell I me, mean, what message do you really wish everyone could hear?
1: You know, as much as it would as it would be a message that I would share. Uh, I think what I really want everybody to hear out of this is what they need to hear, is what they need to hear from this conversation. It's not necessarily what I need to present or you need to present. I think if we would all get into this spot where uh, we would be more open to Consider different points of view and different possibilities. We here in the United States right now are, we have got such a division. And people aren't, you're left or right. There is, there is very little in the middle. And the reality is we are neither left nor right, is we're in the middle. And there's, we've got to come to more common ground, not only in in the United States, but quite frankly, in the world. And that's what, um, that's what keeps everything from being more civil, I believe, is the willingness to under, to to not understand, to appreciate the other side. You know, there are people in in our country that are crying out, that are saying, you know, I'm upset about what happened 400 years ago. I mean, that's 400 years ago. Uh, Yeah, if it happened yesterday, I understand. Uh, You know, I mean, or or I can appreciate that far greater than what happened 400 years ago, because there's been a lot of opportunity for choice in the last 400 years. Right. I don't necessarily agree with what happened 400 years ago, but I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Why are we upset about it? Now, if something happened today or yesterday, okay, we're responding from our frame of reference. Well, either let's be upset about it or let's modify our frame of reference. Let's try to learn from each other. Let's try to, let's try to gain uh, position. Isn't the right thing. Opportunity, maybe, um, you know, let's try to gain appreciation and, and go from there. You know, maybe what I'm talking about is utopia and it doesn't exist. Maybe it does. Who knows? I, I, I'm going to commit my, the rest of my years on this planet to talking to people to share messages to help people appreciate their position on this planet. Period. Not everybody has to believe believe it or agree with me. And I'm okay with that. Do you think in general do, do people get you? Sometimes. <laughs> here's here's one thing that i learned a long time from one of my mentors you never win hundred percent of your audience the only thing you want to do is win most of them now i'd i'd love to win them all i'd love to have people go oh my goodness this is the 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 best interview in the history of ever you know i would love that i don't anticipate it happening There'll be people that say I don't like your haircut. There'll be people that say I don't like your logo. There'll be people that say I don't like what you're wearing today. There'll be people that say, "Where the heck is that statement coming from? That has no place being said." I, this goes back to high intention, low attachment again. I've got a high intention of sharing my truth and what I will, what I believe will make positive impacts on our planet and a low attachment as to who grabs onto it, what happens after they grab onto it. Um, Whether they send me an email and say, Scott, that was awesome. Whether they send me an email and say, you're a idiot. You know, I know My heart and my desire is to share the best answers with you that I can to some great questions that you're asking. It's about all I can concern myself with, actually. What's your biggest strength and your
0: biggest weakness?
1: Well, my biggest strength is I'm a big softy and I come straight from my heart. And my biggest weakness is I'm a big softy and I come straight from my heart. And um, like many folks who are heart-centered, I've been taken advantage of. I have made some mistakes. I have... Um, pursued paths that have um, created challenge for me. That being said, I wouldn't be who I am today had I not made those mistakes, had I not had those challenges, had I not had those things. I, I wouldn't be trained up for a time like this If I had made different decisions. Making a mistake is not a problem. Making the same mistake over and over again is the problem. Means you didn't learn. I'm a very learned being at this point. (laughs) I've made plenty of mistakes. So, so again, if, if, um, my beta, biggest attribute is my biggest uh, weakness. I'll take it. I'm, I'm good with that. Again, I think, I think if, if we would, this is intellectual tactical. This is strategic and heartfelt. You know, if we would become more strategic and heartfelt, I think a whole lot of things in many people's existence would be much better. That is my belief. Not everybody has to believe what I believe, but that is what I believe.
0: Where where does that emotion come from for you?
1: Uh, Great question. I have not asked myself that for three days now. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I think I uh, um, I was blessed to have it as one of the attributes I was built with. Um, um, I you know there are there are different <laughs> um, attributes that, again, I think uh, being heart centered or heartfelt. Is an attribute, in, and many people are, are graced with it, and many people are not. And just as um, it makes the world a better place that some are, it makes the world a better place that some aren't. Because those folks are, are you know, people talk about how people are wired, right? There's four main personality types. And wouldn't it be a boring planet if we were all the exact same? You know, I am, you know, empathic. I am um, nurturing. I am fun-loving. I'm a lot of different things. But then there are people who are far more fun-loving than me. There are people who are far more strategic than me. There are far more knowledge-based than me. Um, But when you put us all together, Man, what a great place. If we were all the exact same, I think it'd be kind of boring. Um, How did I get to be the way I am? I think I was born that way. I think I was, um, I saw models of it, and I liked how it felt. And I think I wanted to feel those same feelings. And I would suggest that many people who are maybe one of the other personality types or one of the other, um, you know, philosophies um, were born the way they were born, um, learned what they learned, and have probably expanded their experience in that way too. I think when you can look at all four types and become a good mixture of all. I think, think that's when you become well-rounded and can be of such um, have such an amazing life because you now can appreciate all aspects of life, not just the one that is your predominant um, feeling, if that makes sense. It does. Um I'm
0: curious, your language changes slightly. And I can't quite pin it down. But if, if I explain my sort of thought process, when you talk about your eye, incredibly kinesthetic, incredibly empathic, em- and yeah, empathic. Um, you know, a lot of empathy, a lot of feeling, a lot of touching, a lot of you know that side. Yet your learning style is very visual, very verbal. On that side so it's almost when conducting with outside it's verbal and visual when it's dealing with the eye myself you know the you um, that's when it switches to kinesthetic language does, does this make sense or am I completely off a wrong
1: track here? I, no I think it's a fabulous um, observation actually and I don't know that I've ever thought of it that way but it again we're all all four at some point in time Hmm. it's what triggers you to switch from one to another Hmm. you know um i'm you know there are times in my life where i'm the the craziest i mean some crazy stories that you kind of when people are telling them you go oh geez don't tell that (laughs) (laughs) i know you've never had any of those um and then there are those that, that people say, um, you know, man, Scott comes from his heart, right? And, and so it's where the, the uh, kind of, I think my nature is in the eye of the beholder sometimes. And I think it's a great observation. I think when we're talking about certain subjects, I probably drop way, way into my heart. And when we talk about other subjects, um, I, I stay, I'm still in my heart, but I, but I get more thought-based, more knowledge-based because I've seen my mentors share information uh, in so many different ways, right? So I think that that's part of it. I think that you have to come through. And um, again, we're all all four. It's interesting that you've noticed what triggers me to go from one to a different one uh, in our conversation here. Um, but th- yeah, there are, there are times, there are things that you can um, that you could say or, or make me think about, that I get all gooey and, and the emotion just flies. And and there's not a darn thing I can do to stop it. <laughs> it and it's not, you know, some people go, "Well, that's manufactured." Uh, no, I, it's not. It just it just hits me, and uh, I think part of it was was a lot of a number of my mentors going, "You know what? It's one of your greatest attributes," and so I don't even attempt to slow it down or stop it. You know, it just is what it is. But again, see, it's funny because from a, from a knowledge base or side, it comes back to that high intention, low attachment. Mm. My intention in our conversation here is to answer your questions the best way I possibly can from the way I feel, not the way I think. And so I'm working to answer these questions the very best feeling way I can, not this, well, let me give you the, the study that shows that I should answer, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not my, um, that's not how I, it's not how I train people. It's not how, you know, there are people that go, will you train me? Absolutely well, don't you want to give me more homework and more of this? No. I want you to feel more things. I want you to communicate with more people. I want you to to do those things. Why? Because I feel that's the way you'll learn more by feeling it. Right. You know, it's not, a, it's not about the written word. It's not about the, you know, the formulas and all that. Although I share many formulas in my training, you know, which are the, Things, but what I tend to do is I tend to share the formula, and then take it back to a heart space, and how it makes a difference. And again, my style is not for everyone, and that's okay. For those, it's for awesome. Let's make a huge difference together, right? I mean, there. You know, it's it's like podcast. It's like it's like shows like this. Each one is different, right? I was on, I just had a light bulb go out. (laughs) Uh, Each one is different. I had, um, you know, you said, you know, we're going to talk as long as we talk and whatever that is, it is. And awesome. I love that idea, right? Because wherever it goes, it goes. Now, I I did a, a podcast not too long ago where the guy said, okay, you got six questions. This normally takes six and a half to eight minutes. And if it's longer than eight minutes, we're done. Okay. Now I still did it, but, you know, are you, are you doing it? Are you having a show to have a show at that point? Or are you having a show to disseminate information and thoughts that people could grab onto, you know? Again, not his show. I'm honored to be on it. I'll, if I get eight minutes, I get eight minutes. If, that's why when you said, how long do you have? I said, you know, 20 years. You know, it is what it is.
0: That, for me, has actually highlighted as well. It's how often do we get listened to? <laughs>
1: It depends on, is it our spouse or is it the public? <laughs> <laughs> generally kidding. My,
0: generally, yeah. my wife doesn't listen, so we're okay.
1: <laughs> Mine either. So, no, I, um, you know, there's there's the old adage, right? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And, you know, there are a lot of great quotes and there are a lot of great, but that's one of the best of the best. And, and I don't even know who to attribute that to. But it truly is. When the student's ready, the teacher appears. When, when it is time for somebody to, to impart some wisdom and present a potential answer to a question of yours, you'll only listen to it when you're ready to hear it. You know, how many times if somebody said to you, you know how many times I've said this to you, Pete? I mean, my God, why did it take 267 times for you to finally respond to this, right? Or, man, you know, this is the first time I've ever talked about this with you. And, man, you latched onto it immediately. When the student's ready, the teacher appears. When the time is right, the time is right. See, I think that's a lot of what's going on in the world right now. I think it it almost has to get bad enough, large enough for everybody to, for a a critical mass, as Malcolm Gladwell would say, the tipping point, about 16 or 17% of the planet to go, this is rubbish. I'm done with this. We need to make this better. Right? And I think that that was Gladwell's whole point in tipping point. Is it, it it takes a critical mass to make big things happen. Well, it takes a critical mass within you to make it happen, too. You, you have to get to that point sometimes where you just go, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And now it's time to do something different. And how would I do that? Well, I'd listen to this podcast or I'd go read this book or I'd go to this live event or whatever the case might be.
0: I'm a big fan of um, Tipping Point and Malcolm Gladwell. And I'm curious there, I mean, as a, you know, and he talks about super connectors, you know, and and yourself would be, what I would classify as a super
1: connector. Would you you accept that title? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, again, it comes back to the Ziegler uh, quote. You can have everything in life you want when you help enough other people get what they want. So that was my early influence. I read see you at the top when I was 17 years old and that statement forever changed my life. And it's that on top of in reality, you needing what I do for a living. The minute we meet, maybe 5% you needing to know something. I know someone I know, is probably 95%. One of the concepts that I teach is become an asset to everyone you meet. Asset is a five-letter acronym for a spontaneous servant every time. Become a spontaneous servant every time, the rest takes care of itself. If you need to know somebody I know, why don't I introduce you? Right? It's going to help three people. It's going to help you. It's going to help them. It's going to help me. You're going to do business together or do whatever you do with somebody. But I'm going to be looked upon as somebody that has aided you in accomplishing your needs, wants, and desires. People like people who aid them in their needs, wants, and desires. And people do business with those they know, like, and trust. You know me. Now I've done something. Now you like me. Because you like me, you start to trust me. Now, I'm not saying we've got the greatest trust in the history of ever, but it's started. And in order for us to do things together, you have to have trust. So it's actually a stepping stone to trust. Me doing something in advance for you is actually trust. This is actually one of the things I believe is one of the issues on our planet today is people aren't willing to invest in advance without a string attached, without a linear what's in it for me right out of the blocks. Now, some of us more mature, again, code word for older folks, this is the way we've always done it. We've always done things in advance of, again, it's the high intention Low attachment. I'll introduce you to somebody that we that you need to know and that I know. And if something comes from that, awesome. And if it doesn't, awesome. If I do enough of that, someday it'll be returned to me. And I have to trust that. Are you where you're supposed to be? Meaning
0: at this point in your life?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Um, I I believe, I think it goes back to all things work together for my good. God's plan and timing is perfect. Um, why would I say I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Because that's just going to create discontent. You know, there's a pretty good manual that says, that the real key is learning to be content. I am content with much. I am content with little. It is the learning to be content that it's of value. And so in one of my books, I talk about creating positive discontent. And what I mean by that is, I am unapologetically content with where I am today. And even being grateful for where I am today and everything that I have, I know there is greater opportunity going forward. And I want to be more um, proactive in choosing that positive possibility. So positive discontent. That came out of somebody actually saying to me, one of their life rules was um, never be satisfied. And I said, man, what a shame. What, you know, you just did something so great and yet you're not satisfied. I said, be tremendously grateful and satisfied But know that there's positive discontent in that you can do more and be more and have more. So, again, it's a different classification. You know, am I where I'm supposed to be? Yeah, I must be because I'm here. Do I think that there are more and greater and bigger things ahead of me? No, I know there are more and bigger and greater things ahead of me. Not, I think. I know there are. Now, do I know what they are? Heck, no. I wish I did. I ask for guidance on that every day, and the answer I get is, "I'll give you twenty-four hours worth at a time." Go make today. Go make today a great day, and you'll move towards a better tomorrow. It's a beautiful way. Looking at it, it's not always an easy way. But it, I agree with you. It is a beautiful way of looking at it. You know, the, the the fact is that, you know, why are you trying to become me or why am I trying to become you? You're the best you on the planet. I'm the best me on the planet. Let's you and I go and make the planet better. You know, stop, you know, aching it's okay to ache for more there's nothing wrong with wanting more i think it's it's the the sometimes the the negative thoughts that come with that that are more problematic than the than the other does that make sense it does
0: and it's funny as you said that it, it sort of triggered me in terms of where does the line set for you? Because people say, you know, of, to, you know it's, it's giver's gain. It's, it's to be of service. But at what point do you make sure that saying, I'm also being focused and relentless on my own goals so I can give, how do, how do you match both? Because you go too far and then, you know, potentially, potentially regret steps in or whatever else no. of the thing. You go the other way and you're saying, well, you're not giving enough. So how, how do
1: you measure that? Well, I have been an overgiver most of my career. And um, I have had people tell me that. And I haven't believed it at times, saying you can't overgive until it has caused situations to be not so fun and not so wonderful. And then I've had to go, dang, they were right. <laughs> And so um, I think I've actually come through a big period of that. Um, and I'm 2021 for me, you know, I'm, you know, announcing today I'm going to do a, a live and, and announce uh, coaching programs available um, with me. And I have done a lot of coaching without fee in the past. I can't accomplish the things I need to accomplish without the fees anymore. You know, I mean, it's just, that's a reality. And so, yeah, they're going to be fee attached, but it's all about value. Again, let's go back to Jim Rohn. You don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you add to the hour. So it will be my um, commitment to add tremendous value to those who take me up on those coaching opportunities, period. So that is a, a direct um, modification in me going to market in 2021. The reason is, uh, you know, with, with some of the things that we're doing, we're working to to create a worldwide platform to connect people so that they can do better things, The a world, gosh, you know, isn't that wonderful? He's so busy. It's just the reality I am. And so, therefore, certain things have to happen in that time because of the the number of things that I'm involved in. But again, nothing wrong with that. It just is what it is. Uh, Now's my time. It's my time to leave a stamp on the planet. You know, Mother Teresa said, if you can't feed a hundred, feed one. It's everybody's time to feed one or more. You know, just think if everybody was committed to doing that on a consistent basis. And it's okay to get paid to do that. It's not a bad thing. And so the, the reality is, I am a reformed over giver. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop giving. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop connecting. Doesn't mean I'm going to do those things. It simply means I'm readjusting how I accomplish that goal. And we're just going to state it differently going forward, if that makes sense.
0: It does. It's, yeah, it's always. How how do you how do you self care then? Do you is that something you actively do? Do you, you know, when you give potentially you give too much and you have that sort of readjustment period? Do you do you have to monitor self care at all times?
1: Yeah, well, what I did or or have to for me personally, I need to get a coach, which I've done, who has said we love what you're doing. We love your desire. We love all that. You are not going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish if other things are not addressed. Well, you finally have to get to the point of going, geez, you're right. Right? So this is one of those blind spots that I've had and um, a way that I have to look at things differently so, again, it's, it's finding a coach. Michael Jordan was an amazing basketball player. Some say the best ever. Well, then why did he have a coach? If he was the best ever, why did he have a coach? You look at anybody who's anybody who's tremendously talented, they've had a coach a mentor and coaches are, are different than mentors. Actually, they've had mentors, but they've had coaches that mentors are more the give them the, the knowledge and the path where coaches are, I think, more the accountability. And they OK, we're going to take it from here, the street level, the, the mentors are, are the 30,000 foot view many times and the coaches are the street level and, and go do this. And so I think that that's a big part of everybody should have both mentors and coaches. And so what I did is I went and got a coach who is doing an amazing job of helping me understand me. And, um, you know, we're twisting and tweaking and excited about what's coming from this point forward.
0: On that, I mean, would you be, are you motivated more by pain or by
1: pleasure? Uh, I would love to say fully pleasure. Uh, the reality is, unfortunately, pain. Um, Why, unfortunately? Well, because I like, I like pleasure more than pain. <laughs> I mean... Who doesn't like pleasure more than pain? But um, I didn't say whether it was your pain or your pleasure or somebody else's. Well, I tend to coach towards pleasure. I tend to coach towards vision. Um, Most people tend to respond to pain. Let's put it that way. Um, It's got to become so painful for them to want to make that change. And it's unfortunate that it's that way. Statistically, I think the studies, the intellectual studies, will show you that, that more people respond to pain than pleasure. Even though I think it's kind of crazy, I love I love responding to pleasure. It's, it's a great way to be if you can. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's I don't want to be one of those
0: statistics, darn it. <laughs> what was it 80 split? Some say or.
1: Whatever. Uh, I think it's probably bigger than that, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, you know, Pietro's principle works across everything. The 80, you know, which that's Pietro's principle is is the 80 20 rule, but it's also the 90 10. It's also the 95 5. And most people don't know the other two sides of that, right? So um, the reality is sometimes, again, sometimes, the, I think things need to get bad enough to create people to take action and I think that's what's happening in our world. I think things have just gotten so ridiculous in certain things, right? And because of that, now people are taking action. And there's a lot of really good people working to make things a whole lot better and I think I really think we're at a time where there's been a lot of really talented entrepreneurs and kind of lone rangers or lone wolves that are going, you know what, it's time to create a wolf pack, right? It's time for the lone wolves to come together to create a really strong pack. It's exactly what we're doing with Be Connected is Is we want to create a place where the lone wolves can come to make a pack that is so strong that is there to make business better around the world, that that everybody's coming together to accomplish that. And, man, that's really exciting. Talk to us about the platform. What's, what's your objective? Well, the platform is called Be Connected, B-E-E-K-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. And it's about exactly that. It's about being connected. You know, how much have we talked about um, connections and being a super connector and all that? Well, the entrepreneur by definition is kind of that lone wolf, kind of that they, they march to a different drum. Right. And yet they could accomplish more if they had a team behind them, had some people behind them, had a variety of different things coming together. Well, we have built a, an online platform that's already in 37 countries. We only launched September 1st. And the whole concept behind it is to that at the touch of a button, our algorithms and our artificial intelligence actually find you six potential profiles of people who are your perfect customer, collaborator, connection. And at the touch of a button, you let software and artificial intelligence work for you to find you people who are of like mind, like heart, like spirit that want to make a difference in the business world as well. Well, think about being able to do that as opposed to having to physically go to a meeting or dig dig through tons and tons of other information. Use technology. To find people that are, in essence, what we did is we took the concept of dating software matching a personal profile and we tweaked it for business. And then we, but, you know, so this is dating software for the business world. This is getting the right supplier to meet the right customer at the touch of a button. In less than a second, you get six people to choose from from our community. If you don't like those six, touch the button again. Another second, you get another six and another six and another six. The point is we're looking to connect like-minded, like-hearted, like-driven people to accomplish better goals in their business. Save them time, energy, and money in doing so. And once we do that, my goodness, you know, I was talking to some people in Houston, Texas, and they said, do you have any members in Australia? I said, yeah, we do. And they said, we've been trying to get a product into Australia for two years. I said, I can't tell you that they are the right people for you, but what I can tell you is the members that we have in Australia are some of the most friendly business loving folks that I've met so far. And if they're not the right people, I bet you, they help you find the right people. And that's exactly what happened. So they weren't necessarily right people to do business with. But again, because they wanted, because of the intent of the platform, they said, gosh, I know somebody who they would love to learn about what you have. So again, that's what we're working to do is we're working to bring the world together, the business world together, entrepreneurs, small business owners, home-based business owners, Uh, those who want to do good quality business and are tired of all the bombing they're getting from bots and everything else and the insincere invitations and the, uh, you know, gosh, now that I've known you for six seconds, we should do business together. It's not what it's about.
0: As you said, it's something there. I mean, it's, it's a pandemic is, or a moment of change, whatever way you want to look at it. Let's just say there's, with all the changes going on, this is probably the, it's an amazing time to be doing this because people are isolated, but yet crave connection too.
1: Well, that's why one of the things that I've said, or many things that I've said on either TV shows or podcasts through the pandemic, is I reject the word social distancing. Now, I'm all for physical distancing at the safe levels but that's what it is. It's physically distant at safe levels. We need to be more socially close than ever. We need to be talking to each other. We need to be helping each other. People crave connection. They crave the opportunity to to be with other people. So again, we've built that with our platform. We offer a top top tier webinar platform within our platform. We do we, variety of different things that now ups the capability of people socially connecting yet physical distancing. So again, I think it's um, now we started building it before the pandemic happened, but it, it's, um, it's been a godsend to our community members. And that's what we just want to let everybody know and, and come take a look. You know, I mean, that's, if it's right for you, it's right for you. If it's not right for you, it's not right for you. Now, that being said, we haven't found all that many people it's not right for.
0: It's, it's quality of connection, right? That's, that's the thing now it's, you know, as you say, being connected to X number of people is great. (laughs) You know, can, are they being of service, genuine service? You know, is it a quality quality connection? And what would you rather be? You know, you know, busy fool, you know, or a busy entrepreneur actually getting work done, which is better? Yeah,
1: well, that's exactly it. It's if I could save time, energy, and money, and meet some absolutely amazing people. I mean, think. Let's think it through. Uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas. You are not, <laughs> and yet, because of be connected we connected and now I'm on a worldwide show and I will share your show in the United States and, and throughout the world in return. And so both of us have been served through a meeting that took a second to create. That's pretty awesome. If you think about it,
0: it's, it's, it's phenomenal for me. I, I, I'm still expecting somebody to turn up and saying, you know, sort of get out of the seat. What are you doing? You know, it's like this is a guilty pleasure for me to to hear people's lessons and journeys and how they've got to where they are. I mean, it is the it's the reverse iceberg in saying congratulations on being successful. You are where you are and well done. And but it's that sort of what what's holding all that up? You know, that journey that's led to this place. I mean, what looking back, what what are some proud moments for you? Oh, I, you know,
1: you know, I, I think, you know, being able to take play big 10 football when I was told I, I wasn't good enough. Um, you know, I, I went and played then once I got hurt and was told I'd never play again, I came back and played, um, you know, I got two amazing kids that are just phenomenal. I want to grow up and be as good as my kids. You know, 25 years of marriage to my lovely wife. Um, gosh, I, you know, I've shared the stage with presidents of of countries and some of the biggest names in the world. How did how did I get on that platform? You know, I mean, my goodness. Um, you know, I've written 15 books now. Um, you know, we've started Be Connected. You know, I've had my own TV. I have my own TV show. You know, it, but I don't, you know, I'm proud of all of those things. But, none of, you know, it's like I sit and I if I can do it, anybody can do it. And people say, Oh yeah, right. It's really true. You know I mean? If I can accomplish those things, you can accomplish those things. I'm no different than anybody else. I've, I've had a desire to learn. I've had a desire to, to do what I've learned. You know, one of my mentors said, I got to ask you a question. You're the only, I've trained thousands and thousands of speakers and yet you're the only one who's done hundred percent of what I told them to do why'd you do it? And I said, well, let me answer the question for you, but let me ask you a question before I do. I said, how many dollars in checks did I write you? And he gave me a number and I said, yeah, that sounds about right. I said, how many of those checks did you cash? He said, every one of them. I said, you now know the answer. Why would I pay you to learn how to do this and then not do what you said? And he goes, you're the only person who ever has. He goes, that's brilliant. I said, no, that's common sense. I mean, I'm no different than anybody else. I just had a desire to do something, and I worked at doing it. You know, everybody is the most amazing them they can be. If you want to be more amazing, go do it. And if you want help in it, I'll help you. Or Pete will help you. Or Pat will help you. Or, you know, there's a lot of help available. There are people sitting going, we would love to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish. Just have the courage to take the first step.
0: I love that. That's the, um, it is, it's, it's helping people to get out of their own way. It's that, you know, if you're going to turn up, Don't just turn
1: up, turn up and do the work. (laughs) That's exactly it. You know, I mean, it's not all that hard. You know, does it take work? Yeah. But the rewards are amazing. You know, we, my wife and I have, have taken some amazing trips. We've spent wonderful time together. My kids have both gone to school, came out with no debt. You know, we've been able to accomplish some things that were really wonderful. And I, I don't say that to impress anybody, but to impress upon them that they can do it too. You just got to have some want to. If you got want to, we can help you with the rest. Can't help you with want to. You know, you got to have that, that desire, that, that fire in the belly. If you don't have the fire in the belly, that's where your problem lies. Get the fire in your belly. If you want to be the best gardener in the world, you can do it. If somebody says, well, that's silly. Well, that's their opinion of you. And everybody's got an opinion. You don't have to accept it. But if that's what you want to do, go do it. But go learn from the best gardener in the world as of today. You know, I mean, I've been very blessed to have those mentors who are the best in their categories. They were also expensive. If you don't invest in you, Why should anybody else invest in you? Invest in you. You're worth it.
0: This is building that desire, isn't it? That's,
1: you know, be really sort of clear on your goal. Yeah. What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish it? I say to to my students, when you got a big enough what and a strong enough why, the how shows up. Hmm. When you got a big enough what you want to accomplish and strong enough why you want to accomplish it, the how to accomplish it will show up. People keep on asking, How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? Wrong question. What do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? The how will show up how to accomplish those things.
0: Makes a lot of sense.
1: Shouldn't be that easy.
0: <laughs> That's the disempowering thing about it, isn't it? It's...
1: Well, it's the empowering thing about it. It is yeah. that easy.
0: It's hidden in plain sight. And yet yeah. we, we seek complexity for some reason.
1: Tell me this, Scott, what's, what's a guilty pleasure for you? You can take out the guilt if you wish. Uh, you know, uh, playing beautiful golf courses around the world. Being on a catamaran in the British Virgin Islands, uh, having coffee early in the morning, watching the sun come up as I'm standing on the deck of a catamaran, terrapin swimming underneath me, goats on an uninhabited island, buying bow, in the, you know, saying good morning to each other in the distance and just smelling salt air and going, this is living. You know, just, ah, uh, that's my happy place.
0: That's beautiful. I'm, I don't know why I'm wondering why the goats are saying good morning to each other, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't don't look at the woman in the red dress. It's like, why are the goats talking to
1: me? <laughs> Well, they get to say good morning too. No, I don't know. Really.
0: What does leisure and pleasure look like for you then? Is it golf? It seems as one anyway.
1: Yeah, golf. I, I used to play a lot of racquetball. Uh, I don't anymore. I've got some body parts that have uh, uh, might need some replacing uh, just from a lot of sports over the years. Um, you know, just I love love music. love going to concerts. You know, just my wife and I love to travel. We haven't done enough of that lately. Obviously, we had a year excuse me, a no traveling. And that is not fun. So, uh, you know, really want to get back down. I would love to, you know, we live in Texas and you can move around Texas pretty, pretty clearly. And, but there's some States you can't. And again, I'd love to go to the British Virgin islands. Well, they're not allowing anybody in from any, we're just biding our time until we can do some of those things. And, you know, just, um goofing off. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm kind of a goof actually. I just love to have fun. And you know, it would be fun to to be back on stage in front of uh 20, 25,000 people again, just for the fun that it is, because it is fun. Uh nobody can sit there and say that's not fun. It is fun. Well, they can say it, but for me that's just that's fun. So um, Looking forward to a great 2021, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me if you were to describe your fire in the belly in one or two words, what would that be?
1: Impact. You know, I'm just I'm I'm driven by making an making an impact, a positive impact. Um I think part of it is I've had so many people invest in me over my life. You know, I want to pay it forward. You know, um, why not reach out to other people who need it, need that little bit of encouragement, that belief in them before they believe in themselves? That's probably the biggest player for me. Do you feel on balance with the universe? I feel like I'm getting far more balanced. I I think I was way tipped. um, Too far out of balance. Um, And so again, working with my coach and what's going on, I think, um, I don't think I know 2021 is going to be an amazing year and beyond um, because I'm, I'm finding that balance. I, i there was so much need that I, I tipped myself out of balance trying to serve the need, uh, or working to serve the need, and um, now it's time to get back to that a little bit more of that center point and and go from there. I love it. So tell us,
0: Scott, where can people reach out, learn more, hunt you down, track you down, stalk you,
1: follow you? <laughs> I would love any questions or any comments, scott at scottshilling.com. I don't find myself hard to to email. Uh, You can go to scottshillingspeaks.com. That's my TV show. You can go to scottshillingonline.com. That's more of my speaking and training and um, coaching platform. Uh, Would love to interact with, with anybody and everybody uh, to, to see how uh, we can move you forward and help you along the way. Of course we're, with, we're inside be connected. So uh, we'd love you to do that. I think Pete can put up a link for be connected. Um, would' love to have have you as part of our community because together we can accomplish anything worldwide. and I think uh, we can make that tipping point happen. Uh, you know, again, don't make it hard to get a hold of me. So uh, don't make yourself a stranger.
0: What's the final message you would like to leave with people?
1: You know, you're, you're, you're more powerful than you know. You're stronger than you think. You can accomplish more than you believe. And you can truly have whatever it is you want to design in your life. Have the courage. If you need a a word of support, reach out. There are plenty of people that will help you. And know together we can make the world exactly what we want it to make. Make it. Might not happen in a minute, but, uh, boy, we can have some fun on the way. We'd love to have some fun with all of you.
0: Scott, I thank you for being here. I thank you for your service. I thank you for your presence.
1: And we look forward to more coming up. So thank you the time today and look forward to um, reacting and, and interacting with your audience fully. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Look forward to working with you, too. We're going to have sure. lots of fun. Lots of fun. Thank you. Sounds great.
0: Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys. And by the way, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon, and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons, and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly, and be the mightiest version of you.